Hello, and welcome to Backyard Barstools, Episode 2, presented by Nissan. <laughs> Just kidding. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That was good. But anyways, I, I welcome back. Um, this is Episode 2 of genuine, Backyard genuine. Barstools. Um, we're excited. We have a special guest here today. Special guest, would you introduce, introduce yourself? yourself? <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my name is Pablo Luzriago. I'm a mechanical engineer here at Texas A&M. There you go. Um, good friends here with Bonnet and Peterson. Yeah. Excited to be on the podcast for sure. What are you in an organization? Yeah, I'm a Kappa Sig here. Let's go. Yeah, and then frat. I'm a <laughs> very frat. Very frat. Also, we're not sponsored by Nissan. I don't want to get sued. Yeah, I don't know how that, I, don't, I actually don't know how that works. I don't know. I mean I'd hope to be in the future, that'd be fun. Some Ford sponsorships, Broncos. <laughs> there we go. Dude, That's yeah, right. we need to get sponsored by Topo. Oh, yeah. Or some barstool so, manufacturer. That would be ideal. Oh, a manufacturer, like industrial. Dude, yeah. Well, um, Pablo, why don't you give us a little testimony about what faith has looked like for you? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, I grew up Catholic, like in a Catholic household, but wouldn't really say that I was ever super invested in it I was just kind of showing up to stuff and kind of went through all the motions I got confirmed and then came to college not really expecting to join a frat or anything and then my roommate kind of brought me out to an event and I met a few guys that I liked and called my parents a few days later and told them that I joined and that I needed money for dues hey. <laughs> so it was a very like snap of the moment decision but yeah and then <laughs> Freshman year just kind of did everything that the frat had to offer. And I thought that's like what I wanted for a long time. Um, and like in high school, I didn't really do all that much. Like I didn't really drink or do that much. But then like freshman year just kind of took it all in and it was definitely tough. And once it was my sophomore year, I kind of realized, or I started to realize that my life was empty and that I kind of needed something. So I started meeting up this guy named Drew. Shout out Drew. <laughs> um, it's lit. Brad snaps. Um, yeah, and so he just started telling me about how much Jesus loved me. And I honestly thought that I knew who Jesus was before. But once I started meeting up with him, I kind of realized I didn't really know that much about Jesus. And that kind of mm. set me on a path of rediscovering my faith and went to Kaleo over the summer and just kind of... What is Kaleo? Kaleo is just like this student ministry um, part of an org here called Stumo, and they just kind of show you what it's like to live with the Lord over a summer. And there's a lot of awesome people. Met y'all there. Yeah. Uh, really great. Awesome people. Let's go. <laughs> That's huge, man. We made it, dude. I'm glad you think so highly of me. We're part of them. Yeah. yeah, but that was the first time that I really saw people um, in an org like me just living life as true Christians and really enjoying it. And that's I think when I realized that that's really what was missing from my life. So that's when I made the decision to start living a different life and came back to the frat as a junior and just started carrying out this different life. And it's been honestly such a blessing. And this whole year has been just such a blessing. I've just seen how much God loves us and his mercy on me. And I've just been able to watch him work throughout my life. And it's been really awesome. Just glad to have his love in my life again. Mm. Let's go. Yeah. Dude, that's that's, that's amazingly sure. hype. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's a good segue um, for this week's topic. Um, last week we talked about busyness, stress, um, 
and just kind of intro the podcast. So Pablo, the way this podcast started was me and Bonnet were literally sitting in my backyard. We were sitting on these two bar stools that were my roommates, and he basically took them from Shiner. Which, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty, pretty funny. Fit. I think yeah. it's pretty fitting. It's pretty fitting. And so yeah. we were literally just sitting in the backyard yeah. just talking about our kind of some faith struggles, and we were like, dude, like, what if we turn this into like a podcast, honestly? It was, it was just like the most spur-of-the-moment idea. And so now who we are. But uh, this week's topic, I think, is uh, social pressures. And so I think we can start off by just asking, like, have you seen struggles in your faith and social pressures, maybe pressures with Kappa Sig or um, can even be family or anything else? Yeah, definitely. In that sense. Um, yeah, coming back, it was definitely tough just being in that scene. I think um, a lot of people did a really good job of just supporting me, and I was a little scared to come back, honestly. This is after Kaleo? Yeah, yeah. But... You know, a lot of my Pledge Brothers were just really there for me and uplifted me. And so I was really grateful for that. But it was definitely tough, like, especially in the fall, going to tailgates. Mm. remember going to the fall tailgates as a sophomore and just doing all kinds of just degenerate things. And now going back there and just being sober and just kind of like trying to honor God in that scene. So just learning how to live in those moments has definitely been a challenge or just parties to really any events where there's just lots of drinking um so that's probably been the biggest challenge and yeah you're talking about busyness and it's definitely also another thing to just kind of get swept up in school so it gets kind of tough to give out your time to the lord and it's like you got time for everything else but then comes time to get your quiet time in or something you're always compromising on that so that's been another area where it's been a growing and it's been i've been learning about it Dude, yeah, I think that's great. And honestly, I think early on in my faith, that's definitely was a struggle too. Just the whole drinking scene, especially. Um, you know, you wanna you wanna fit in with the guys, but at the same time, you're trying to be a light. And so it's like it's tough early on. You know, to before you develop those convictions of like, man, I really want a beer or two. You know, everyone else is drinking, so my brother is like, come on, let's go shotgun or something like that. You know, it's obviously easier in the frat world. Um, yeah. I guess rather harder in the frat world um, with those types of um, just struggles. But what about you, Bonnie? Yeah. What have you seen? I mean, I was to say I feel like initially, at at face value, we can just think of like the tangible things. Like, I feel like drinking is such a tangible thing in, in frat life. And then while we're doing this podcast, where next door there's like <laughs> it's not a frat party, but there's they have this massive the not slip and slide. What do you call it? It's like inflatable an inflatable slide. slide. Inflatable slide. slide. And they're screaming and like doing chants. And I, and so I think it's we all we're saying how it's pretty fitting that that's going on in the background. We're just yeah. trying to set the scene a little bit. But um, no, anyways, that's the first thing people think of. But I think of you know on the topic of of compromise. I think it's what you just mentioned too. Mm. I think of you know there's drinking, but also like I think. It's so easy to compromise, I think, our speech and our, like, mm. behavior. But I think especially speech. You know, I think naturally as, like, humans, we all want to, like, fit in with the crowd. And naturally we're kind of insecure or scared to, like, be set apart. So I think it's very, like, for me in my life, I, feel my, I see myself, like, compromising more so in terms of in a conversation. You know, like, wanting, not wanting to be seen as judgmental, not wanting to be seen as, like... Oh, yeah pretentious and so making these like minor sorry i keep slamming the die table per usual but i i i I keep wanting to make these minor compromises and i think over time it it can just lead to me kind of drifting back into that like worldly speech maybe um and i was was like one question i guess i asked both y'all too like one question i had was like 
Or I was just asking Paul that how do you balance? Because I feel like so, so often we hear the phrase like being in the world but not of the world. Mm. So saying like how have you balanced that idea, like being in the world but not letting the world begin to to shape you. And I guess another preface to that is often my perspective is to like totally isolate I, I think from the world out of maybe like comfort um, so I guess it's more comfortable to be around solely believers but I feel like yeah. you're doing like a good job of like still being immersed and like leveraging those relationships yeah you know? I mean I just think about I don't know if it's 1 Corinthians 9 I, I'm like reading Corinthians right now but it talks about how um, he's going to be of this world or like be everyone everywhere so that everyone can be saved yeah. so I like totally get that it's like tough and you're like with all the boys and like sometimes like I feel like the biggest struggle I have is sometimes like in the past there's something I would have said like maybe I would have like cursed or just said something and then now I feel convicted to not say that mm. and it's just like it's like I try to not make it so obvious so like I fit in sometimes and yeah. that's like something I also feel convicted about but yeah. then sometimes it's really obvious that like I don't want to say that and it's just kind of awkward and so that was that's definitely been something that I've been trying to work through as well but it's good yeah I totally yeah. get that just like going through rush or just in general to, <laughs> you want to seem cool right yeah like you want to say the right thing you want to say the right things and that's like almost yeah. a sin of itself like you're trying to mm. like impress others and live up to their standards um but yeah it's like really tough um I think that one of the things that I did earlier this semester was cursing like I used to curse so much and then even like after following Christ like that was just such an issue for me mm. um and then honestly listen to JP talk about like what you put in your heart is mm. like what like motivates your mind you're like what you're taking in is like what you're like JP being Jonathan Bacluda yeah so, yeah it's good. Had to clarify. yeah yeah um I just felt convicted to stop listening to rap, so it's been a few. I like will still hear it. Like it's not like hear rap at the party and cover my ears, and run away. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, like I haven't like really opened the rap playlist in a few months, um, and I think that like doing that has helped me like be a lot more gentle with my words. Or like now, yeah. if I do slip up, like I hear it way more, and I'm like, oh, like, you know, like, lay off of that, like back off. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think good. I think I've heard both of y'all talk about compromise a lot. I think I think that's a good theme, um, just for this topic because, dude, compromise is like such an interesting. It's such an interesting thing. Excuse me. Um, I find like, dude, honestly, personally, whenever I'm with um, just fraternity brothers or just, just even people that I I want to you know almost seem cool in front of them, you know, I find myself compromising my faith you know in certain ways and like you said for you it was it was language you know for a long time for me it was it was drinking like I would just I'd have a couple so I didn't seem like I was a loser and I was like gosh I know I shouldn't be doing this but it's just interesting how we we feel like we have to compromise our faith in order to seem cool to someone else or or to like fit in you know with pledge brothers or anything and I think there's an interesting story I heard um one time and it's basically this like or it's not even a story it's an analogy it's about Paul and so basically Paul it's almost as if he was in this orchestra right and he's a trumpet player or something like that and so it's it's not that he is playing for the audience but it's as if God is the conductor and he's playing just to get a glimpse from God 
So I think sometimes it's, it's tough to remember that, like, honestly, it really doesn't matter what people on this earth think. I think it matters, you know, what is up there, what's, what's not of this world, right? Um, so I think it's, re- it's important to remember where our home lies. You know, you said, don't be, what was it? Don't be of this world, be in it. Oh, in the world, but not of it. In the yeah, world, but yeah. not of it. And so that's what it is. It's, we're, we're placed here by God, um, you know, as his disciples, as his messengers of sorts sometimes. Of sorts. Of sorts. <laughs> we're pilgrims. Well, something else. We're pilgrims. Uh, a, a mage of sorts. <laughs> um, no, that, it, oh, shoot, I have something to say. Oh, that reminds me of this, like, you know, paradox of, you know, we're wanting it to be, I think the Bible is full of these paradoxes. You know, like, first will be last, but this reminds me of, you know, we want to be in the world, not of the world, but we also want to be set apart. So it's like this confusing thing, of we want to be in the world, but also set apart. And that's a hard balance to find, I think. Something, it's like this labyrinth that I'm still trying to, to find. Yeah. I wanted to use that word really bad. <laughs> I've never used that word in my that labyrinth. really well. I know. Yeah. It's like someone pay me to use that word. It's a labyrinth. <laughs> a labyrinth. Is that how you say it? It's labyrinth. labyrinth sponsored by <laughs> Labyrinth. Sponsor. Um, I didn't know where I was going with that. But it is, it is a paradox. You know, because like I said earlier, it's, it's, you know, obviously it'd be really growing for us to, you know, slowly be with believers and be with people who, I guess, are easier maybe to love and be around. But, and that's something I've been convicted about because I think I really want to spend more time around guys that disguised by organization um, but I've got some statistics for us yeah, um, I guess guy. I am the stack guy this time Bonnet was the stack guy last time okay. so, um, so Pablo and Bonnet according to centerstone.org their mental health institution um, approximately 90% of teens reported experience, reported having experienced peer pressure which is commonly defined as an, any external force of influence on our decisions, and even that might have an effect on our physical or mental health. Mm. Um, so that's the first statistic I thought of, or that I found. Um, yeah. So what do you think about that? I mean, yeah. I know we're supposed to be talking about primarily college students, but I think teens kind of fall into that Dude, realm as for well. Sure. Yeah, I think that like some of it is like outward, like sometimes people will be like yeah like come on like just do this like just trying to have a good time yeah but then sometimes like no one is really saying anything but you like yourself just want to feel Mm. like you're fitting in like no one has really said anything to you but like you feel Mm. like man like i'm standing out right now like like, it's just the circumstance yeah and you're like like i just want to be a part of it right now like i don't want to just be this loner out here yeah so i think (laughs) this freaking nerd out here (laughs) yeah let this guy in let the loser yeah are you lost uh how many (laughs) how many guys do you know here (laughs) dude it's so i feel like another thing though is it's so easy to feel that pressure you know because we're all in fraternities here and so it's because we're super frat (laughs) no but (laughs) <laughs> we are wearing back and tats. Peterson is not, though, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm the least yeah. frat. But. He's in the country frat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Anyways. But, um, You've got your sunglasses with, like, the thing on the yeah. back. He's wearing, it's yeah, like 100 yeah, degrees out here. He's wearing boots, jeans. <laughs> they're, He's got, like, they're a, speaking non-truth. Hoya Vera? What are those shirts called? Hoya Vera? Hoya Vera. See, I don't even know how to say it. Vest? <laughs> Sorry, continue what you're saying. Dude, no, I'm literally in t-shirt and shorts, um, for those of you who are listening. Um... <laughs> No, but anyways, I was going to say, like, it's easy because we're all in fraternities, so we feel the social pressures of, you know, hey, like, bro, come drink this with me, or, like, you know, let's go to the party, or look at that girl, or something like that, but 
there's, I mean, a lot of students really aren't in fraternities or Greek life. So I was wondering, like, what are some ways that y'all have seen just the social pressure, social struggles of being in the faith in college, just outside of the fraternity scene? Mm. Man, <clears throat> well, I was just saying, I feel like the root of, of this idea is like, I feel like it could be people pleasing because in our hearts, in our like sinful hearts or sinful nature, we all want to be, at least most of us want to be at peace with everyone and we want to be liked by people. And so I feel like no matter what organization you're in, like, I feel like you can still have that struggle. It's like directly applicable and it's rooted in people pleasing. And I was going to ask a question to y'all too, but I was kind of, I feel like I came with the answer in my mind maybe, but like, I was asked, what's at the root of that? Like, what's at the root of us wanting to compromise, like spiritually? Oh, yeah. And I think it's, maybe our lack of um, contentment or lack of awareness of like God's love like I think with the moments I'm trying to even if I wasn't in a fraternity say I was in not in any organization at all I'm still hopefully I would still have friends and those friends <laughs> nah. I'd probably still yeah maybe not I had to buy I had to buy, <laughs> had to my buy friends, your friends <laughs> but no I'd uh, oh shoot I still would probably simply like want to win their approval at times and I think those times that I'm doing that now are when I'm like not fully aware of the contentment that can come from like God's abundant love. So literally, as y'all you know, were talking, I was looking at verses about God's abundant love, and I don't want want to waste too much time. But I mean, love is the most consistent theme in the Bible, and you know, so often I feel like sins rooted from our lack of like security in God's love. Like knowing that anywhere anywhere else we go is fleeting and, and fake and phony, and um, but. So I feel like that's how it's applicable because we're all wired so similarly and no matter where you are, I think simply we often want to strive for people to like us, appreciate us, um, and we don't want people to think like poorly of us. Yeah. So as a believer, it's hard because you step into this new life that is set apart and so you have these conflicting like wanting to people please versus like having this new life in Christ. But Sorry, I'm ranting, but no, you're... I don't know. No, I agree. I think that um, like a lot of the sin is just like insecurity like that god isn't gonna fill up your life with the love you Mm. need Mm. i think um like it's easy to get swept up in things and then kind of take a step back and have an eternal perspective and just kind of think like hey we're pilgrims here like everything we're doing here is just for god like we're out here to make disciples and like to spread his word and you kind of like forget that and you get wrapped up in just being on this earth that Mm. we're only here for a short time and i know someone told me like best analogy I've heard about this is like you go to a foreign country like you go to France and then you're going to be in France for a month and then you spend the whole time you're there just decorating your room and they're like hey like there's a whole world out there to go see and you're like you're just so focused on that and I think that's like the trap that all of us fall into here like we're not really here to like be enjoying our room like just all the sin out here like we're here to be spreading the word and making disciples and showing people God's love and you kind of forget that and then you get swept up in school or get swept up in like a long week like you'll have a tailgate and then maybe there's like an event that Thursday too and just all this time goes by and you're just like stressing out over all these things and Mm. I think you just forget that like hey God's love is enough for you and like you're here to serve him and that's all that really matters Mm. this is I don't know where you, where you wanted to go, but I was asked a question of that. Where do you, I feel like the general answers to this question, I was just like, what helps you maintain that perspective the most? I mean, I'm sure people will say like prayer, scripture, whatever it may be, but like, how do you 
maintain that perspective? Like, are you doing, like, scripture memory? Because I, I feel like so easily we can get caught up in, like, the temporal things, you know, stay in our room, if you will. So how, like, how do we, like, fight that and maintain this perspective of, like, God's one in love, but also, like, eternally? I think definitely um, just, like, first spending time with God in the morning. Like, this yeah. semester especially, because last yeah. semester I wasn't as consistent about it, but this semester... One of my New Year's resolutions is like, hey, we're going to wake up early and, like, get in the Word. It's cool. so, like, that's what we've been doing. And it's Wait, can so... you tell the listeners how early you wake up? 5.30. Let's go. No <laughs> way. Yep. Dude, Dude have... that's hype. Dude, I was getting chirped because people said I was acting like <laughs> those Instagram chirped. like those Instagram videos where it's, like, the dude who, like, like rises at 5.30 and then, like, is washing his hair and then washing his face and then, like, cooking. You're like, you know what videos I'm talking about? Maybe. Honestly, no. It's like, is, this, is it American Psycho, that thing? Is Dude, that yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He has this, he's this, like, crazy rigid routine in the morning. That's like, yeah. Every like, day, but, I like, wake yes. up. But, but like, like, influencers will do that, and, like, uh, people, like, just love that stuff. But, like, that's yeah. low-key what I do. But, Dude, that's no, so for the listeners, I'll, I'll wake up super late sometimes. Cause even this morning, I got out of bed at... Sorry, I interrupted you completely. I got out of bed at 12.15, but the times I wake up late, I'm like, Pablo's legit been awake for, like, four hours right now. I'm just kidding. But, anyways... No, but Do you remember what you were saying? Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been really good to just get the word in and there'll be like stretches of time where like just it's rough, like I'm either struggling with some sin or it's a very stressful time and yeah. I'll open the word on that day and like I'm not saying every time, but definitely there's times where you just read something and you kinda of take a step back and you're like, Hey, like God loves me so much and like he's here for me and it's gonna be okay. Like yeah. best moment I think from this or like one of my favorite moments this semester was um i was going through like my midterms week so just lots of tests um yeah. and i was definitely stressing out a lot about it and then i was reading romans at that time and i read romans 5 3 through 5 and it's talking about how we glory in our sufferings because our sufferings produce character and character perseverance and perseverance or perseverance character and character hope and we can have hope in god because he doesn't put us to shame because he's given us the holy spirit and I read that and I was like, wow, like I'm struggling right now, but like I should glory in that. Like it's such a privilege to like be able to suffer like this, but like do it for God's glory. And then it was really cool because, you know, go to campus, hang out with all my Fudge Brothers friends and they're like, hey, like, how are you not stressing out so much about this? And I always tell them like, it's all God. Like he just gives me all the strength I need. And it's just like a great segue to talking to them about it. But yeah. Yeah, I think getting in the Word is just so important. And then also just time in fellowship, too. I think um, I'm just so blessed to be able to have fellowship in my major. Um, You know, just, like, hanging out with those guys. It's just, like, a lot of fun. And they'll just say stuff that kind of takes me back and puts things into perspective. And it's also really cool, too, because, like, they're going through their own sin as well. And sometimes I'll say something that... Like, I didn't know it was going to be as impactful on them, but, like, it really helped them, and they definitely do the same for me. So I think fellowship is just so important as well. Yeah. Fellowship is definitely very important of all aspects of just being a Christian, Uh, and it can definitely help in social pressure situations. I know times when I've been at, like, a party or something and just, you know, some of, like, y'all pull up or something, it's, it's... it's just way better. It's way more enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. But, um, going back to what you're saying about the finding the was it the finding the root of, uh, like finding the root of why we're wanting to. I guess I was talking about compromise. Mm. So finding the root of like why we're yeah. wanting to compromise, why we're wanting to give in to like these. I kind of had pressures. a sort of 
a solution type thing. Yeah. I would say similar to um, that, but dude, there's this podcast, or it's a sermon actually. It's called okay. Bema Seat. That says like you shouldn't be listening to other podcasts. <laughs> Only this <laughs> Only one. Only this repeat. one. <laughs> but no, seriously, if if you want to check it out, it's called Bema Seat by yeah. the Harvest Men. The Harvest mm. by Harvest Memphis. Anyways, but um, but it basically talks about um, kind of what heaven might look like um, for, uh, on Judgment Day, and it's really cool. And it was really interesting to hear of like how just like glorified the people are that do the most in their faith. Like the people that were constantly in prayer, praying for everyone they possibly could, or the people who, who died from persecution, um, just for their faith in general. And like, dude, I just think about like how temporary all the relationships, all the, the compromises here are on earth and like how, gosh, like, dude, does it really matter what someone's going to think about me at this one, in this one spot, in this one situation, rather than what Jesus thinks about me, you know, in the kingdom? Like, I don't know. I just kind of thought that was crazy. And just kind of having that eternal perspective, eternal mindset. We talked about that a little last week, but um, just having that eternal mindset of, dude, like, the only opinion that really matters truly is God's. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, why should we compromise his, his faith that he's given to us? Um, just for these temporary small moments of satisfaction. Or, yeah. um, I would say I feel like we don't. Yeah. I feel like we take it back. I feel like we. I was gonna say I feel like we don't think about like heaven, heaven enough, or, or that yeah, enough. for real, dude. I yeah. Think we're so caught up, like I said, in like these temporal things. It's so easy because they're tangible. They're right in front of our faces. But like, take a step back, and if we really think about eternity, it's like, why aren't we catering every decision towards like living for eternity or practicing for eternity or? Like, I heard it once, like, treating, like, this life now as, like, a, um, as, like, an internship for eternity, but, because essentially, like, <laughs> in, in heaven, big you know, it really is, guy. dude. No, it really, yeah. honestly, oh, yeah, big internship guy, I'm super, yeah, I'm a business major, uh, no, but, uh, shoot, you got your crayons? <laughs> okay, fine, um, Chirp. shoot, I think my point was, was, um, you know, we don't think about it enough, and a way to constantly remind ourselves of it, I think, is, practical things we've already mentioned like fellowship scripture but i think i think fellowship really it's so you know if we're constantly surrounded by people who um maybe aren't believers or aren't pursuing their faith we'll slowly over time again to like drift and lean and, and maybe start to live like they are at least start to develop mindsets and um you know because there are only two people in the world like believers unbelievers people living for eternity and like people living for the world um i was to say too i was gonna ask a question is it bad if I ask this question? What question? I know, I was going to ask, because I, I don't know if I want to do more so of a discussion, but I was going to ask, like, why not? So we're talking about, like, compromising, talking about, like, um, not giving in to social pressure. So what if someone's like, like, why not give in? Why shouldn't I give in to social pressures? Like, why what's, what's wrong with yeah. these? Like, what's wrong with... I mean, I think it depends on what the social pressure is. Um, I think my scope of the question is, like, why not? Like, what's the con of giving in to these things? Mm-hmm. You know, so I can see someone be like, "Man, I feel like it's not that big a deal. It's just, I yeah, mean, it's so, just drinking. It's just, um, it's just, you know, crass speech. Like, what's the big deal?" Can I can I rephrase your question? Yeah, for sure. What are the consequences of like compromising your faith? Yeah, that's a much better way to say it. And I think like with that compromising your faith, I feel like we would agree that, that usually means like you're compromising the areas and you're like sinning so i guess it's like what are the consequences of 
this and like to people that are saying man maybe it's not that big a deal or maybe it's xyz you know what would we say to that yeah i think um i think of john ten ten, where oh. the thief comes to steal, steal kill and destroy and mm. i like jesus come so that they may have life and have it abundantly mm. um and then, yeah <laughs> just like the more you sin just the more you keep falling into it and i remember hearing this story about this girl I think in Africa and she brought I guess there's like lots of pythons wherever she was from and she brought a python into her room she's like this is my new pet and obviously like python Dude, I would, I would like, not be about that not, no, yeah I don't, these snakes, I, I don't know why this is a story like that's it should have just ended right there but they just let her keep this snake um and she thinks that her and the snake are just chilling she's like yeah he's so good he even sleeps right next to me and she just uh all these nights are going, the snake is just sleeping right next to her. And I don't think that she realized and what her parents eventually told her are that it's not that the snake is just her friend living and sleeping right next to her. The snake is sizing her up. And uh, that's not my story. I heard that um, at the January Student yeah. Movement Conference. I don't remember who said it, but that was just such a good one because it's so true. So this happened to you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm the girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, yeah Dude, that's like a great story. sin is that snake and it's not going to get you right when you do it. In fact, it'll probably just let you keep doing it so you think it's harmless but mm. just like the snake like it's gonna come get you and it's gonna get you at a point where like it's gonna be really bad and it's gonna be really hard for you to come back from it and you're gonna suffer so much and i think we also forget that god is our father like he's our first father right we have our birth father but god's like our true father and like our own dads wouldn't want us to like wouldn't want anything bad to happen to us so anything they tell us to do like we'd probably take it good word um and it's the same thing with what god's commanding us like that's the all-knowing father telling us like hey like doing these things are going to hurt you in the long run like you should not do them and like in our sinful nature we think oh like i can get away with it but he's really just looking out for the best for us that's good i think i have another or another answer to your question um going off what pablo said um but ephesians 5 11 says take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness but instead expose them and so i think that would be yeah. my like straight up answer if it were to be like you know why should i not partake in these things yeah uh, i'm reminded too there, there's so much scripture on this and i could i finally thought of one but those two are great i think like also first i think it's first Peter two eleven. we learned it last summer but it's um I'm going to say Paul talking, Peter talking, and he says, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. And I think we can, like, look at these compromises and be like, man, wage war against your soul. That's a bit of, that's some strong language, strong verbiage, but it's it's true. true. And and they start off as minor, but then, you know, over time you might be less convicted about I don't know something that you were that you used to be convicted about it just shows how over time sin can just like corrupt our hearts and sends this like disease um so i think if you're i guess you're listening and you're not maybe not convinced of this or or maybe like rolling your eyes at this like i once did and, and i was like man it's not a big deal it's just it's just drinking it's just whatever you may think i i'd, I'd encourage you to do like a personal inventory and, and really think about what these things may be doing to your heart and your heart for God and heart 
for um, I don't know where it's going. I was about to say hard. No, I love that you said personal inventory because, like, that's what I did this summer, and like I hadn't. So I guess I was a sophomore summer going into junior year, and it was the first time I really took a personal inventory of like, hey, like, where's my life at? Where's my faith at? And like, how is sin looking my life? And when I really sat down and thought about it and like compared what my life looked like compared to what a life should like look like in the Bible, kind of opened my eyes and showed me how much sin was actually in my life. Because I think a lot of us fall into this trap where we tell ourselves like, hey, like I'm a solid guy. Like, you know, I'm doing good in school. Like, I don't say anything bad to people. I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. Yeah. But we're just comparing ourselves to others. Like, we're sinners. Everybody else is sinners. Like, we're just comparing ourselves to that. So, yeah, taking a personal inventory and just, like, realizing, like, hey, like, there's might be a lot going on. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I had a response, but I I forgot it. (laughs) Are you you struggling on that stool right now? Dude, yeah. So, funny enough, I'm glad you brought that up. So, last episode, Peter, if y'all remember, for our consistent... Three trillion listeners. For three trillion listeners uh, that have listened to episode one and two. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Peterson was on the stool I'm on right now last episode, and he said it was, it was just a quote. He said it was going up his butt. <laughs> but and I and then we switched. And I was like, okay, maybe we switch every time. And so I have the bad stool this time. It. I mean, I go lie. It's gotta stop. <laughs> it's, not, it's going. It's like you've gone up a few little, times to stretch a little no, bit, move around. I'm standing. I'm hopefully. Yeah, I'm not anxious. I'm just uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, it's good. It's keep me on my toes. Um, shoot, I had a response to that, but I, I think I forgot. I was going to say, I mean, just going off Scripture, Romans three twenty three, for yeah. all sin and fall short of the glory of God. I mean, it's important. It's important to remember that, like, we'll never find like perfect, just like perfectness. No, perfection. Perfection yeah. in yeah. this. Yeah, I just brain farted hard right there. But. Hey, this is a. And I was listening to the, the podcast, the last podcast, and I like we were making up words. So we oh, yeah, got we perfectionist, did. and we got unwelcome, unwelcome, unwelcomeness. No, I don't word. remember. That's got to be a word. Perfectionist is a word. Oh, it's a noun. I was thinking like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're not a grammar show. We're in frats, okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't know much. Uh, but I was just gonna say like it's important to remember that like we'll never find perfection in all of this, and I mean, yeah. but I, this brings me to another. Verse, I'm going to pull up 1 John 2.14. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. Talking about Jesus. Um, I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. A few minutes ago, we talked about, like, this, I think you said something about, like, a, like a battle almost. Yeah. And it's true because, dude, this, these social pressures, these, you know, compromising our faith is, is works of the devil. Like it really is. And it's very easy. I think we, this is a, we can spend a couple minutes on this, just thinking about, gosh, like what, how do we fight the devil on this? Like he's, he's constantly placing these barriers in our life to, you know, pull us away from God. Um, so if y'all have anything on that, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, I think uh, a good one is like just being aware, like knowing like this is going to be a stressful season for me, like, and I'm going to feel like this is going to be the perfect time for the devil to come into my life. Like, you know, we're all going through finals right now, like so close to getting to the summer, excited to live with you, Bonnet. Like, (laughs) yo, dude, I'm just going to be bullying. Y'all going to invite me to visit or what? Uh, Probably not. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can zoom in. Yeah, (laughs) dude, we Skype. I don't know if you're on the list. 
um but yeah just being aware because like yeah it's finals and it's pretty stressful and you know the other day i was with one of my pledge brothers and he was hitting the vape and i haven't vaped in like a year now and i don't know why i just like felt so urged to and like i could just feel it was just all that stress and worrying and you know that also comes from just not having enough faith in god like that it's going to work itself out like i'm trying to take too much of this situation into my own control so just being aware is a really good thing to have. Well, yeah. thank you for being vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerable. vulnerable. There you go. Man, I'm struggling with words today. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> one, he had one too many Tobo Chicos. No, I appreciate sharing that. It's a humble perspective. I was just, I was just share this vo- verse. I'm going to say divorce. I was going to share this uh, verse it's about the devil, too. Um, this is the NIV version, John 844. Not the extra spiritual version, not aka the ESV. Yeah, not the mm-hmm. I heard NIV is the best one. No, well, I'm JV, I guess. Uh, but it says JV believer. There's a there's a caste system. Not varsity. Uh, not okay, John 8, 44 says, this is Jesus talking. And he's talking, obviously he's talking to unbelievers, because he says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and, a, and the father of lies. And sorry, I was banging the table because I was getting passionate. Because I'm the type, man, my, my, uh, I'm such an overthinker. And I think um, people that think a lot are, are really susceptible to, like, the flaming darts from the devil, if you will. But I think from that we can just take away, man, that the enemy is a liar. And so even in that situation, Pablo, it's like in that moment with that, like, temptation, he's, like, telling lies to you, man, this is it. You should, if you just had this, then you feel a little bit better. You know, that's and that's what he does with these like social pressures too. Like, man, if if we just if we fit in, we'll be a little yeah. bit more content. If our pledge brothers like us, if yeah. our friends like us, if our teachers, anyone else, if they like totally. us, then you know we're gonna be fine. Yeah, but and that's a lie. We're not. I'm not gonna sit here and, and be like, man, it's. I'm not susceptible to his lies because I'm susceptible oh my to gosh, his lies. I think we all are every single day but um you know and that makes me think of a uh, psalm 119 11 hey thy That's word or i don't know why it says that uh <laughs> probably the wrong version. <laughs> yeah wrong version but the word i the word have i hid in my heart or in mine heart that i might not sin mm. against you mm. like why well, script man is so good mm, yes. just having that truth in your heart like before i honestly didn't realize how important scripture memorization was but like reading that a few weeks back just kind of opened my eyes and realized that yeah and like those moments when like you're struggling to find the truth like if you if you've put it in your heart and hidden it there like it'll come out and like it'll save you yeah it's like i i, I think that's idea too because i like i said i'm an overthinker it's like if we're not intaking truth or if we're not implanting like truth as in like the bible which is the ultimate truth we're not implanting that in our mind you know, our minds just could be full of, of lies. Yeah. You know, like, I think of, I don't know what, you might know, what, like, book of the Bible talks about the um, armor of God, you know, the breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, I think, gospel shoes, maybe? I might be making that <laughs> up. Uh, right now, the, I'm but, just thinking about that cartoon. Oh, the, the, um, <laughs> Bible Man, the Bible Man cartoon. If you're listening, look up Bible Man <laughs> cartoon. Um, I don't know how to find this exact clip, but he's, like, getting tripped out in his, like, his armor <laughs> of God. But uh, no, in that, in that, and you have the sword. What I think he says, the sword of the spirit, which oh, is the word of, the of God. Yeah. And it's like, man, the the word of God is our only like offensive weapon in that, and that's how we can use 
against the devil. Like the Bible says, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Um, and so, just did it to what you were Dude, saying. and then, sorry, it's, you said another great no, thing that I want to add to um, the offensive weapon. Yeah, like going on the offense against Sin too. I think a lot of the time we're playing defense and you're just waiting for Sin to tempt you and then you fend it off. But I think like changing that mentality of, you're going out and you're going on the offense and honestly I don't have like any super good examples of that but I think just like instead of stressing about the sin that's going to come get you being like all right I'm gonna have a game plan you ready for it like I think that was one thing like sorry before we I would say I think like practically for even scripture memory like instead of just being maybe reactive with scripture we can be more so like proactive so take Mm. I don't know take a temptation Take, like, a sexual sin temptation. Instead of, like, just producing that scripture in your mind when you feel tempted, like, man, every morning, every day, every afternoon, wherever it may be, like, recite it. And so I think scripture memory is, like, a great tool to, like, do yeah. consistently opposed to just doing it in, like, a reactive way. But I'm glad you brought that up, Pablo, because that really is an amazing tool that yeah. um, we were provided with. And um, just having that in the background of your mind can always be helpful, I think. Um, sure. Well, I think we thought of a lot of great ways just to combat um, social pressures, especially as college kids. Um, I think it might be time to get into our finale. Let's go. Uh, because we've, we've hit a good time margin here. But uh, so our finale this time, we, last time we asked us questions about each other and found out that you don't really know that much about me. <laughs> yeah, who are you? But are uh, this time we're going to play a little... Uh, What's the game? A little game of would you rather. Oh, would you rather. rather. That's like right, some yeah. middle school students, it's great. Doesn't some get old. middle school students. So I guess we each came up with a question. Um, so you want to start? All right. I have, Paul's starting. I've got Mine's not good. They also looked. I, at, they also made theirs up. I had to look mine up. So <laughs> you're, just not really, so, you're just not really creative. <laughs> so I've got the one that I had, but I also just came up with one. So oh. let me know if this like this one isn't <laughs> we'll good. Come back around. We'll come back around. Okay. Second one. Um, all right, original one I had is no more hats for the rest of your life or no more sunglasses. Oh, dude, I think for me, honestly, that's easily sunglasses, I'll be honest. And are you saying like just easy, easily no more sunglasses? Like no more sunglasses. I wear hats a lot, I think. I mean, I, I don't wear, wear sunglasses that much. I was trying to think yeah. of something that like that's really that's meant good. a lot to you compared to hats for bonnet hats is tough hats yeah. is everything for me bro i wear a hat i'm like i wear a hat every single day unless i'm like dressed up in like business casual or business professional you know? dude when i'm like anytime i'm out like doing an outdoorsy activity though, i'm always wearing a hat and yeah. when my hair gets long i really wear hats a lot that's all big sunglasses? So yeah, nice. i'm also not a huge i'm like sunglasses not a huge person. sunglasses in the summer definitely but like yeah. dude honestly i'm could do without it less than once a week sometimes what's something that like you would give what's something that is so important to you that you'd give up hats for the rest of your life instead of shirts shirts Shirts. socks and what is something underwear like phone maybe i don't know food phone phone's important uh my bible Mm. Ooh, that's good. That's good. (laughs) food (laughs) you literally needed to survive i can't i don't think anything else compares yeah. At least for me. For Dude, hats are hats is a big one, yeah. especially considering two thirds of our podcast are wearing hats right now. Yep. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we need to do a different. So nice. It's like an added accessory. You got. I'll see if I can add a poll onto here, maybe. Um. All right, I'll do mine. Yeah. All right. Wait, can I do mine? I feel like mine's not good, so maybe I do mine in the middle. <laughs> so yours can be the last. No, no. Yours can be the finale. Of the okay. Finale. All right. Fine. Fine. Is that fair? 
Sure, go ahead. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this is, I want to. I, I deleted the website this was on, but it was like the most cringy looking website. <laughs> it's gonna be easy. It's high, like the okay. little headline says, like you're gonna get yes. all your fifth yes. grade friends with these. No, no, it, it said like hilariously difficult. Like, would you rather? <laughs> um, okay, would you rather sing every time you talk or dance every time you walk? Oh, that's so easy, dude. Yeah, I know. Dance, dance every, every time, time you walk. walk. Yeah. Jinx. Oh, that's that another topo. Dude, I, I already do that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> You're like, what are you hitting? What are you hitting? Like the name? Dude, usually the Millie Rock. Yeah. Dude, I, I feel know. like you got your AirPods in on campus, so you're listening to house music. Mm, like, you're just jamming. Kinda, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, you just, really, just like, you got to pump it up. That's true. Because, like, dancing is a very vague term. It can mean, like, this could be dancing. Like, just, like, moving your finger. I don't know. <laughs> this is a podcast. I know, see. sorry. At some point, we'll upgrade to a video form, but, uh, I was basically just doing a frat dance move. <laughs> okay, now that that's now that that's, that atrocity's over, I'll kick it over to Peterson. All right, all right. I think this was dependent on fears. Um, so the one that I came up with, fear, like fear, fear, fear in yeah. general. Uh, would you rather go skydiving, or would you rather go cage diving with a shark? Both of those sound awesome. Yeah. They sound awesome, but also kind of terrifying. That's not... I don't even think awesome. I, I think... I think just solely terrifying. <laughs> I think, I think so it worked for you. I thought you were being sarcastic. I thought you were being sarcastic. Oh, no. Awesome. I would... I think... So, I guess she found out Bonnet is a scaredy cat. Yeah. Hey, I have... Pablo three, has no fear. I have three sisters, man. So, I'm naturally probably more feminine, <laughs> feminine than the rest. Hey, I've got one sister. Well, what yeah, would y'all do, though? Uh, cage diving with a shark. Because I feel like... I feel like skydiving is, like, something on the table for me. Like, I could go do it. But I don't know where I would cage dive with the shark, so. Mm. So, for you, it's more of, like, which is the better opportunity. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, for me, mine's mitigating losses, mitigating fears. So, I think. <laughs> but I think I'm doing skydiving. I think I'm skydiving because, one, cage diving, you have the cage diving. My dad's gone cage diving, so it's, like, horrifying. Like, is this, like, a scary ca- Where it's, like, there's, like, an inch of breathing room. Between like the water and the cave, maybe it depends. You didn't think about this? What the heck, man? Oh wait, you say cage or cave? Cage, not oh. cave diving. Oh, cave diving oh. is terrifying. I would never cave dive. Though. I misheard That's... you. I misheard no, you. I said cage diving with sharks. Oh, this is totally different. Let me think. About this. <laughs> I thought, I okay, thought well, cave while diving. you're thinking, I'll tell okay. my two cents. Yeah. Honestly, I've like I wouldn't say I'm scared of heights, but I don't feel comfortable up high, and. Skydiving, and this is like without an instructor too. You're just like jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. You've got just a backpack on. That's that's it. You you can do whatever training you want, but dude, like that's I don't know. That just I don't know if I could get out of the plane. I'm not gonna lie. What if someone was there with you? I, I mean, I think I could still do it. It's just like yeah. I would rather be in the water with sharks. I feel like that'd be such a cool experience. Yeah, definitely would be scary if there's like a 15 foot, you know, 16 foot shark yeah. coming at you. But yeah. But, you know, obviously you're safe and there's people around you and it's not. You just got to keep well, so telling yourself the metal. Diving? They can't oh, eat the metal. Easily going cage diving. Okay, then I... I, I think we got to wrap easy, up here. Easily cage diving, for sure. Okay. You think from diving. skydiving. Well, because I thought it was cave diving with a shark. I was like, that's a double whammy. With the shark. Wait, so it's that's like chasing you down. Yes. And you said that's awesome. And I was like, are these guys smoking dope? What are you doing? So I'm going... Cage diving would be awesome. Oh, you're not, I mean, worst case scenario, you, you know, nothing happens. Well, I think that might be it for the podcast. Um, thank you all for tuning in. And Pablo, thank you for being our special guest for the week. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Of course. We'll, we'll see if you were uh, good enough to have you back on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you made our... the cut yet, but. 
Yeah, I'll see y'all in season seven. <laughs> <laughs> season eight. Makes his return. Yeah, All right. Maybe not season seven. No, Peace out. See you guys. Bye.